Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor of Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm Jody. And I'm James. Otherwise known as David and Jaime. Listen, Miss Kushner. <laughs> Pumpkin lips. <laughs> From a prego. <laughs> Those were our names in Spanish class in high school. <laughs> uh, you almost caught me off guard, too. I didn't know where you were going. And also known as, fuck, what the fuck is he going to do? <laughs> you know, one of the nicest teachers, but one of the most taken advantage of teachers. Because, yeah, I think we've talked in this she, podcast yeah, we've, about that. She was, she was a very nice person. She wasn't a very good teacher, but she was a very nice person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Zeppelin three album, huh? era. Part two. Ooh, zip three. Last time we talked about what every other thing we've talked about up to this point is doing. Mentioned Miss Pamela, a little bit of what they're up to. So now, Miss Pamela. Ready? And now Set. for something completely different an actual timeline. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> well, last time I just talked about some basic housekeeping stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Who wants to do? Nobody's got time for housekeeping. <laughs> Are you kidding? Right now, that's all anybody has time for. Anyway, yeah. Um, housekeeping is done. Yay! You can go hiking and playing Halo. <laughs> Yay! Or right, you go hike. I'm going to play Halo. All right, sounds good, Master Chief. <laughs> April twenty third. <laughs> so Jimmy did play a show on April twenty third at the BBC TV Lime Grove Studios for the Julie Felix show, playing acoustic versions of White Summer, Black Mountainside. And it aired at 11.05 p.m. just before the weather at 11.35. Uh, and it probably took all of that 30 minutes for him to play <laughs> White Summer, Black Mountainside. <laughs> if you've ever heard it live, he can, no, he, I don't think he quite drew it out that far, but... <laughs> No, good, but you got to also assume that he probably hit on Julie a little bit too in there. <laughs> probably. Uh, Would you like to see my whip collection? <laughs> What's it? It was dazed and confused that they stretched out to like 30 minutes live. Ah, oh, geez. Talk about a tantric song. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. So, last time I promised you whales. You did. You still haven't delivered. <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere about flowers, and I'm just not going to go. Uh, so, whales, as in the country. <laughs> and, and Jody mentioned last time about some song things. Um, there are song trivia bits in the whales part here, too. So, you know, when, this may be where he jumps in some. So, we'll talk about the actual songs later but there's a lot of overlap here okay well, it depends on what you say <laughs> i may or may not respond to it as as always yeah so once they're back in the uk from their spring 1970 tour mm -hmm. um, my note says he suggested that he and jimmy so i'm assuming this means uh robert plant <laughs> yeah <laughs> suggested that he and jimmy and their old ladies in quotes go work <laughs> on songs in wales and this would be maureen plant and their daughter, daughter Carmen, who we mentioned, as well as their dog Strider, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jimmy and Charlotte Martin, and supposedly Scarlett was conceived here while they're 
Wales, but I think that's fanciful thinking on behalf of biographers who can't do math. She was born in March 1971, so it would have been conceived in late July. Yeah. Stephen uh, Davis. Uh, uh, all right, we'll leave the last name in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, I, just, I just happened to look over at my bookshelf. There it is. <laughs> mine, mine's not on top. Oh, it is on top. It's well, it's under the Antipope by Robert Rankin, which I recommended to Jody. Um, the yeah, book yes, should read. Yes, you did. Um, and there it is, uh, right under that. So anyway, um, one rumor is that Robert, just off the road, was arguing a lot with Maureen, so wanted the trip with Jimmy as a buffer. <laughs> And uh, and also keep in mind, this is the area we spoke about in the folklore of Robert Plant episode that you should go listen to now. We'll we'll wait. Yes. Are you done? Good. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So the band, as we've mentioned, Zeppelin, into all sorts of music, which included some of the more mellow sounds. For example, they appreciated Crosby, Stills, and Nash, uh-huh. Joanie Mitchell, uh-huh. Van Morrison, uh-huh. Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, have you won awards? Where's your Nobel yes. Prize? I have, just not the kind of awards yeah. that Bob Dylan has won. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely to go blind for masturbating. It's not what I had in mind, but sure. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Right? Make these. I, t- I take them where I get them. <laughs> what Rob says when he's out hunting deer, and by hunting I mean, I, I, I was I reading Neil Gaiman's Graveyard Book when I made these notes because I actually wrote Bod Dylan. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, Joan Baez. Uh huh. The Incredible String Band. Robert would sometimes call them the Incredibles. And. Uh, <laughs> I did not mention them in the folk rock music because there's just so much. And I knew I'd had them here. They started in 66 and their 1968 release, which was a double release. We Tam and the big, huge, they was, were a huge folk rock influence and a huge influence on Robert's folky things. Hmm. And you know who else they, they always liked a lot. The band Uh, called the band. Oh, okay. And you've already mentioned in, one of the other episodes who they backed, right? Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. There's Bob Dylan's backing group from Dylan's 1966 tour when they were called the Hawks. Yep. And they recorded music from the Big Pink, their debut mm-hmm. album, released in 68 at the house. Big Pink, out in the country. And uh, if, you, yeah, if you never, if you know them, it'll probably be from their song, The Wait. Yeah. And if you've ever seen the documentary, It Might Get Loud with Jimmy Page. The Edge and Jack White. And that's the song they played towards the end. Up on Cripple Creek, wasn't that theirs also? Uh, pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm I'm 100% sure, except you caught me off guard. So sometimes we just agree with each other, and then I'm listening <laughs> to the episode two weeks later. I'm like, oh, we were wrong. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's why I think that was theirs, but I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna look it up. <laughs> you don't have to because I am, and it's a song by. Really, by band, by band, Google. YouTube has it right, up on Cripple Creek by the band. Google has up on Cripple Creek, sung by band. <laughs> See, for everybody who thinks AI is going to take over, no. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, anyway, so 
when Plant asked Page to join him in Wales, he was ready to go because they were thinking along the lines of the band's music from the Big Pink, where they went to this house out in the country, they could kind of do the same thing. Yeah. But instead of, you know, America, Wales. Yeah. The uh, actual location was in the Diffie Valley, about three miles north of Michel. And I will intentionally as well as unintentionally mispronounce every word in Welsh because, uh -huh, yeah. yeah. And the album sleeve, of course, gave credit to a small derelict cottage in South Snowdonia mm -hmm. near Kader Idris. And you're not sure what that is. Go listen again to the folklore of Robert Plant because you obviously didn't or you'd know what that means. Yeah. Boy. Excellent. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, they, they, visited the abbey where the Holy Grail had been hid. Ooh. Uh, cool. Uh, they spent a lot of time in Snowdonia looking down from the Black Keys, which is a mountain range, not a band. Yeah. Uh, in Snowdonia, in, in Welsh, or Kimru, which, which is what the Welsh were before the English came in and changed their name to Welsh, which means foreigner, the fucking Anglo-Saxons fucking came in and called the indigenous people foreigners. <laughs> Well, of course they did. That the Abbey, that wasn't Castle Anthrax, was it? <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> I could take a little peril. <laughs> no, it's too perilous. <laughs> but first, this is a painting. <laughs> anyway, it's the mountainous region in northwestern Wales. The highest UK peaks outside of Scotland. So the highest English. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I, I don't like to say the highest English peaks because I don't like to consider Wales part of England. Right. They're part of the UK. England right. is England and Wales is Wales. And, and petunias are petunias. Yeah. Anyway, uh -huh. the highest mountain in Wales is Snowdon, just, just so you know. Oh. Uh -huh. And the word eerie may come from the Welsh eerie, which means eagle for land of eagles, but more than likely it means highland. And is, is, is it eerie or is it eerie? I always pronounce it eerie. I always pronounce it eerie. But again, when you read The Hobbit, when you're in fourth grade, you don't know how to pronounce anything. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. <laughs> and I actually do remember reading it in fourth grade because I remember setting it down as I changed for basketball practice as the youngest grade we could play in at Sacred Heart. <laughs> uh, it's kind of pissed off. I'm like, oh, fucking, I like basketball, but I'm in fourth grade. I want to read this book. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, anyway, um, tons of folklore in the area, including King Arthur, Merlin, and Avalon. Yeah. As an additional note to go with the influences we've discussed, Jimmy has also mentioned musicians such as Bella Bartok, a Hungarian ethnomusicologist in folk music. Um, born 1881, passed away in 1945. John Cage, American music theorist, and was post-war avant-garde, Duchess, um, <laughs> who's into electro-acoustic music and non-standard musical instrument use, and uh, Jimmy's art school influencing. So when you see some of these weird eclectic things coming out in three and four, the, the acoustic bands we just mentioned and these weird sort of things are, are some of the reasons. Yeah. And and by the way, John Cage, I actually spent some of this downtime quarantine 
COVID time, learning perhaps his most famous piece, uh, 433. Hmm. I can now play it flawlessly on the guitar. Awesome. Are you going to uh, include a sample of that? I will. I will include a sample of that. And I will do my own sample. I will give you a sample of my 433 on guitar. And after you hear this sample, you all need to go look up what this is because I think you'll appreciate it. Okay, cool. So that was 433. Um, go read up on it. Interesting history. Yes, it is. So uh, moving on. Damn it, that's a drink. Still in. <laughs> so it's uh, an actual full pint, by the way. I'm drinking the same beer because we're recording the second of the Zeppelin episodes back to back. The uh, Stormblast, Norwegian, come from the land of the ice, <laughs> or Mouse Ale. So I, I got a drink now. Jody's not drinking tonight. I don't blame him uh, if you heard about his day. Uh, yeah. Which they didn't. Unless you put something in the outtakes. Well, I, I don't know if I will yet. So I guess that's going <laughs> to yeah. be a conundrum for the ages for our listeners. <laughs> that's right. Um, anyway, they, they enjoyed their time in Wales. Being out of civilization really spoke to them. As we'd mentioned, they started appreciating the country rock artists and they wanted to wind it down a little bit. Their second album had been so rushed, they wanted to see what they could actually do when they sat down and took some time. Hmm. Uh, Jimmy's quote was, the pendulum swung in the total opposite direction. He's talking about no concerts, no cars, no airplanes, just birds in nature. And this may have helped Jimmy's decision to buy a bullskin house later this year. That goes with his interest in Alistair Crowley that we uh -huh. talked about in the Loch Ness Monster episode. We did. And we will get more into Crowley. Uh, I don't know if we figured out if we're going to put him into a Zep 4 episode or if we'll do his own in between three and four. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Either way is good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work out eventually. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, to help expand their horizons as they just didn't want to follow with another whole lot of love. Uh, mm -hmm. Rustic atmosphere, no electricity, no running water. They'd take cassette recorders with tapes and batteries that they could recharge by the fire. Um, supposedly, I read that too. I think that's another one of Stevens little things i don't i don't know how batteries recharge by the fire and fire and batteries don't mix oh look i actually use his name in this note <laughs> maybe these are a special kind of battery i don't know how that works with electricity stephen davis <laughs> now are you sure when he said they are you sure that he meant they the batteries and not they robert and jimmy no no it actually talked about recharging the batteries by the fireplace okay <laughs> Yep, not sure how putting batteries by a fireplace recharges them. Anyway. I don't know. I, I actually looked it up, too, because I didn't want to be an asshole and then discover, yeah, that's a thing. Uh, I mean, I only spent 10 minutes on, you know, Google looking for it and could find nothing. Not, I even looked up batteries from the 70s and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, um, plant arranged. <laughs> moving on. I'll yeah. drink in a second. Uh, plan arranged with a local pub to use its facilities when necessary, you know, a bath, mm -hmm. pretty much. And one source actually said hotel, but most of the references said pub. So it, this one reference that says hotel does this all the time. I'm going to sort of paraphrase the author. Actually, I'm right, and everybody else, including Jimmy and Robert, are wrong. 
it's it's actually a, a really good book, but you'll see a lot in there about how he knows the true story, even over interviews with Jimmy and Robert. So uh, I've got two guesses as to who that is. I won't say either name, but okay, you you can ask me. Uh, you can guess later. Okay, it's actually one of the newest Jimmy Page biographies out there, like most recently published. Oh well, maybe it's not the <laughs> no. Then it's neither one of the ones I was thinking of. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, Plant says this is where he and Jimmy became actual friends. So up until now, had been writing while traveling partners. Mm -hmm. It was the beginning of the ethereal page and plant. And they went to get your actual Californian, Marin County, Blue, San Francisco Bay Area. Um, using Robert's quotes. Yeah. He's like Miss Pamela when it comes to being effusive. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know, you want to know Page's quote about their time together sure i really got to know robert <laughs> hey. uh, uh, yes as much as i identify with page on a lot though i probably actually more like robert because page is all like enigmatic and shit and i'm like oh this is fucking great we got to know each other and we had beers <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right um so here are some of the songs they worked on just before Wales and continued in Wales and some that they worked on just at Wales. Uh, I tried to be as non-exhaustive as, or sorry, it's non-exhaustive, but I tried to get as much as I could. So I'm just going to kind of talk about what they were working on and when and not go deep into the details, but we might end up doing that because we all know what Jody's like. Yes. <laughs> so songs that were being on, worked on just before Wales and then continued in Wales. Okay. Page had already started Immigrant Song, the music. Okay. Uh, friends, a day or two before the trip, after a fight with Charlotte, Jimmy has said, with my wife, although they weren't married, gentlemanly of him to say this, and yeah. he also called her my lady. Anyway, uh, Gallows Pole, which will have some really kick-ass stuff when we go deep into it. Yes. Tangerine, a couple years before Zepp with the Yardbirds. Yes, I have actually heard uh, – well, it's um, – uh, on the uh, uh, live Yardbird 68, I think is what it's called now. Oh it's yeah, the, the one yeah. With, uh, the where they put in wine glasses. Well, it's it's the Initially. original. Yeah, yeah. The the original release had all sorts of bullshit stuff tacked onto it, <laughs> and, and Jimmy uh, got it. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Jimmy got it, and a year or two ago he re-released it and uh, in a newer format, and it, it it's more of a pure live recording uh it it includes some of the the last studio recordings that the yardbirds tried to work on and i don't remember what the name of the song was but there was a uh that's where that's originally where tangerine came from was was uh from those some of those last yardbird sessions yeah uh also known as what my body and knowing that i'm losing you right i believe yeah the one that knowing that i'm losing you is the one that came out on this yeah. What was the title that was used? I think I saw somewhere on a Facebook Yardbirds page that Pages, Jimmy Page has stolen all the credit for that song that none of the other Yardbirds got credit on it. But I don't know that any of the other <laughs> Yardbirds actually, I, I don't know. Well, it's it's supposedly about Jackie to Shannon, who could get her own episode. Actually, she's really kick-ass, but a musician who yeah. Jimmy dated and worked with just a few years prior to, well, Zepp Fleury, so at the very end of the Yardbirds. Yeah. 
So there's, there is a good chance that he wrote it about her, and maybe most of it is Jimmy's. Could be. And finally, the other song that had started before Wales, okay. um, but Paige had uh, Paige had worked on all those already, sort of by himself. But uh, Bromrar Stomp had started as Jennings Farm Blues, Robert's farm name, the year before. Uh-huh. So it wasn't just Jimmy that worked on that one as a band. But the lyrics were being changed to be about Strider, Robert's dog. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love, I love that. that. <laughs> uh, and songs definitely being worked on while in Wales was That's the Way. Mm-hmm. Worked on while the duo were out on a walk. They stopped by a stream and Robert started strumming a tune and Jimmy joined in. Um, also seen similar stories about Ramrar Stomp, uh, but go with this one if it, if it started here. And uh, supposedly the only song completely finished while in Wales. And they also started, hey, hey, what can I do? Over the hills and far away, down by the seaside, the mm-hmm. rover, Brom Rar, but without stomp, poor Tom, black country woman, um, some not released on three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, two as yet unreleased songs, Another Way to Wales, and I Want to Be Her Man. Huh. Actually, it's a little surprising because the deluxe editions that, uh, a couple of years ago when Jimmy remastered all this stuff, he put unreleased songs on. Yeah, I'm assuming, I couldn't find much on these. I'm assuming they were just started kind of half things that never got worked on much. Okay. And hell, they may have not even made it past the duo stage to be presented to uh, Bonham and, and Jones. Who knows? Yeah. And I, I barely found anything out about them to begin with just yeah okay well we're almost done oh okay with part two because we're going from wales to olympic studios just to say bit of work done here uh they did some recording both here and at islands and islands number two studio where no quarter was started and we'll get to that in more depth when we get to houses of the holy yeah and the overall recording between these two studios and the third occurred may and june which a lot was done partially due to jimmy wanting more nature at headley grange yeah that's and, that's what i was waiting for yeah <laughs> headley grange in itself is qu- quite a bit so i was thinking we stopped there and next time we yeah. do headley grange and the bath and uh bath festival blues and progressive rock yeah if that sounds good to you my good man that sounds uh, fine and dandy. All right. <laughs> I, I'm good because I think I did most of the talking. Do you have anything to add? Uh, no, I, the, the songs I was going to mention. You Actually, you mentioned one of the songs, uh, the Jennings Farmhouse Blues. <laughs> yeah, I've got a nice uh, bootleg called Live at Jennings Farm, and I'm assuming it wasn't recorded there, Bastards. But that was one of the running titles for the, you know, some of the stuff for a while. Uh, well, because uh, you mentioned uh, no. You have not mentioned the song that that wound up becoming. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I will say this. The song uh, that, that James mentioned that they were working on, Jennings' Farmhouse Blues, does wind up on the album under another title. It does. We'll get there in a few sections. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. But until then, I'm James. I'm Jody. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye. 
The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. When I get to go by myself, it's look. mostly drinking beer and maybe some hiking. Oh, no. There's a lot of Look, here's five <laughs> miles at this state park. Hey, look, let's go to the brew pub. Hey, let's do three miles at this park. And another beer at this brew pub. <laughs> <laughs> so this man, Bates, <laughs> meets President Lincoln. <laughs> he introduces his family. This is my, my wife, Mrs. Bates, and my daughter, Lady Bates, and my son, Master Bates. <laughs> Lincoln goes, why brag about it? And then we'll come back in and they can go look it up and they're going to be like, you asshole. <laughs>